0: To love came calling Hello, and welcome to the La Dolce Vita podcast. This is your host, Virginia Rose. I'm coming to you from the greater Washington DC area, and I am so excited to announce this is season two, episode one, and it feels so great to be back. I want to thank all my listeners from all across the world for tuning into this podcast. This podcast is all about artists supporting artists, the movement, as well as spiritual journeys and, you know, people interviewing people about their platforms and letting them share, artists, musicians, just people from all walks of life that want to share their journeys in a positive way. So I'm so excited to have you listening today. Feels so good to be back. I know January and going into February were were quite eventful months uh, in the United States and all over the world. So it feels wonderful to be back in the chair and bringing La Dolce Vita podcast to you. I am very pleased to announce that on today's episode, I have international men's coach, motivational speaker and author michael loria he's going to be coming to us all the way from australia so i'm super excited to be interviewing him and our topic for today is love languages and relationships so super excited to have him here and when we come back after this short break i'll have michael loria with us stay put Hello and welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose, and I am so excited to have here with me Michael Loria, who is an international men's coach, speaker, author, and fellow podcaster. Welcome to the show, Michael. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Thank you, Virginia. I really appreciate the invitation.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I, I follow your content um, on social media, as you know, and you bring so much much amazing content to the table i just knew that i had to have you as a guest so i'm thrilled to have you here and uh the pleasure is absolutely mine so how's your day going
1: my day is brilliant thank you it started off really well this is my third interview today so i and i love doing this so it's
0: cool oh wow i am so glad and i know that you are in currently in melbourne australia is that correct
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. So you're coming from way across the seas. I am recording the show for our listeners in the greater Washington, D.C. area in the United States. So all the Aussies that will listen to this podcast, uh, once the show is up, I say thank you so much for supporting the La Dolce Vita podcast. So, so amazing. So let's get into this interview. Michael, first, can you share with us about your background and what made you become such a passionate uh, coach, international men's coach and author
1: yeah cool, so look as with most people who do you know, who do this for for life you know, and, and for their passion it really comes, and I was born from my own experience of adversity um, and struggle and all of that sort of stuff right, so I actually got married when I was 21 so I was very very young at 21 to get married, and I didn't get married for the right reasons. It was to escape the family, if you like, that I thought was not working for me and not serving me, which as we grow older, we realize that's not the case. And so, I got married and we ended up having two children over 12 years, and we stayed together for 12 years and and it wasn't the the best relationship for either of us because we made A very unconscious decision to be together at the very beginning um you know both of us coming from our own trauma and our own you know level of consciousness and awareness at the time and so that lasted for about 12 years and then when we separated i was about 32 years of age and so that was a very difficult that was a very difficult two years after that for me to experience because what happened was that my ex-wife and I co-created this experience of me not being able to see my children for nearly 18 months, not long after we separated. And so that was obviously very painful for me as their father. And I really tumbled into this place of just anxiety and depression, unemployment, alcohol abuse. Um, And and there was one point, and I was on antidepressants as well, And it was a really dark time in my life and so there was one point that i got to where i was i'd been i was almost about to be evicted from my house that i was living in i had declared bankruptcy i was unemployed i was addicted to alcohol really just to numb all the pain and i was on antidepressants i was on anti-anxiety medication as well and there were so many things happening that it all coalesced one sunday morning at about 7 a.m. into this experience of me basically getting to the point where I had a bottle of wine in one hand and antidepressants in the other and I was about to take my own life. And I received a text message from my son who was 12 at the time and I hadn't heard from him for 18 months because I hadn't seen them and wasn't allowed to have contact with them for 18 months and the text message said hi dad I hope you're okay I just want to let you know that we love you and we miss you and we can't wait to see you again and it was in that moment you know talk about divine intervention it was in that moment that I, I, I looked at that text message and then I really looked at myself from a different perspective and I was like my god who have I become and is this the version of myself that I want to bring into the world and is this the version of myself that I want my children to experience next time they see me which I knew they would at some point and it's like do I even because if I hadn't followed through with that of course they wouldn't have had a father and what would that have done to them and what experience of life would they have had knowing that their father took his life and so in that moment I got up and I really over the next over the next few hours, I started just cleaning myself up literally and figuratively speaking. I literally made my bed, cleaned my room, cleaned my house, tidied up my life and then over the next week or two, I then went out and I got myself a job and I repaid my debts and I took care of myself and then Over the next three to six months of doing all of this, I then showed up to family court again, a very different version of myself, and then was able to see my children again. And so, that set me on a path into to to realize that I was not alone in this experience. There was likely many other men who were going through a similar a similar experience of separation and divorce. And so, I decided that I wanted to go out there and help other men. So. From I think it was around about 9 to 12 months after that real emotional, impactful experience that Sunday morning, I decided to go out and get my counselling diploma, my diploma of counselling, because I wanted to help other men. And so I did that. And then I started facilitating men's groups, and I did men's counselling for men going through divorce and separation. And that has all just evolved, Virginia, over the last... 15 or 16 years into what it has become and it's really become about you know helping men to find meaning and purpose in life and really connect with who they are as an individual to become the very best you know father partner business owner or entrepreneur and man that they can be with this attitude of service and contribution to the world that men don't usually have and I tell you what, over the years, I've done so much more education. I've got so much more experience and I've done my own work, inner work as well, that it's really just, it's really just my whole work has just expanded into something else entirely. So from very humble beginnings, like everybody, and from a place of very deep adversity, is born something like what I do now.
0: Wow, that is thank you so much for your courage to share your personal journey i commend you for the incredible turnaround and i see the man that you are today and that it just it takes me back into my seat because i would have never known that and often people um like i i have been through a lot of traumas in my life and you know people look at us on our best days and they don't realize what our worst days were so i commend you Uh, for turning it all around and then using your pain so that it would not be in vain to put yourself together to then heal others. And I so appreciate that. I knew you were special, but that just, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Oh, thank you, Virginia. No, it's my pleasure. I share this story because I want men out there to know that regardless of how difficult things feel at the moment, that there is a way through and there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel and there's a way through the dark forest you know there really is and it takes um, resilience it takes courage it takes determination it takes all of those things Um, but really what drove me at the very beginning what was my driving motivation was for my children it was for my children and then once i knew that i was serving my children and being the best father that i could be in that moment then it became more of an internal journey of self-awareness and self-discovery and self-empowerment which led me to where what i'm doing now
0: absolutely incredible well thank you so much for that and before we get into our main topic of love languages which is the topic of our show today very very important topic I just want to ask you one important question. This is a question that I want to know, but I also want to share with our listeners because I believe that through our jobs or through our career paths or entrepreneurship, we actually learn very important things about ourselves because what we're doing, we're giving, but we're also receiving. So as a coach, what is something that you've learned the most about yourself?
1: Oh, that's a that's a big question. So um, I would say there's, a, there's probably two or three things. There's probably a lot more. But the things that come to mind right now is what I've learned as a coach and also as a man, you know, because you can't separate the two. So I would say that every single individual has absolutely limitless limitless potential right mm-hmm. and we place we place limitations on ourselves based on what we believe about ourselves and what we've been brought up to believe about ourselves and that comes from parents and teachers and preachers and all these people that we that we, that are influences in our lives that tell us certain things and install beliefs into our subconscious mind totally unwilling unwittingly um, thinking that they're doing the best that they can for us but really installing these beliefs that are not encouraging or empowering and so we go through life believing that we're limited and believing that we're somehow not worthy right and a lot of people have these beliefs about themselves and so two of the things that I can come up with straight away are when I stepped into or absolute limitless potential, Believe that I had limitless potential and then backed that up with a an unwavering and unflinching level of self-worth and self-belief in myself. Um, they have been some of the most powerful things that I've embodied to, to, to really drive my journey forward and then other things as well is the importance and I teach men this all the time right the importance of being very very clear on what we value and I'm not talking about fluffy values I'm talking about core values like we all have these three core values that will that will direct our path in life and when we know what they are and when we connect all of that with a well defined purpose for our lives we can and have faith in ourselves Right, Right. that we have limitless potential, that we can drive all this forward and move all this forward, and we can create anything that we want. You know, Napoleon Hill in his book *Think and Grow Rich* says says whatever we can hold in our minds, we can hold in our hands. Right. So whatever we can imagine, we can create. And I think they have been the biggest learnings, the realizations, and the awarenesses around these concepts, um, and the ability to visualize a very clear path and a very clear future and believing that I have the limitless potential to make that happen and create that in reality, they have been the biggest things that I've learned coupled with, I know this is a lot of things, but coupled with the level of 100, taking 100% ultimate responsibility for every thought, feeling and action that we choose And every and taking responsibility for every result that we experience in life as well. They're just some of the really big things that I've learned on my journey as an entrepreneur and a business owner and a man and a coach.
0: Wow incredible i love that i i'm i'm very big with affirmations quotes i try to keep them all around me as an entrepreneur because we're kind of our own bosses we gotta we gotta pat ourselves on the back and we gotta be our own uh yes. our own cheerleaders so i love what you said about if we can think it in our minds we can hold it in our hands that is something i'm going to keep with me for the rest of my life michael so thank you for sharing that so much
1: Okay. That's my pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to share it, but it was Napoleon Hill's wisdom, <laughs> so I can't take the credit for it. Well,
0: you're keep, you're keeping it going, and you're keeping it in the world, so for that, I appreciate you so much. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay, so we have a very important topic today, and I think this could be potentially one of the most important topics in the world. When I watched your Facebook Live, um, and I, I read your content. It just hit me because I'm such a big believer in love languages. So I would like to ask you to go ahead and list the love languages and start talking to us about the importance of them.
1: So I'm just going to... I'm just going to be upfront and honest here. When people ask me to list the love languages, for some reason I always forget one of them. So you might have to chime in. and.
0: I do have them listed. Them. So we'll do, it, we'll always... do it together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's always a different one that I forget. So we'll see how it goes. So okay. They are words of affirmation, physical touch, um, gift giving, uh, time, and there you go.
0: Acts, of that, acts of that service that that one's mine that mm-hmm. one's my love language which service. we'll get into later but yeah so yeah you can't forget mine Michael come on no I'm teasing oh, wow. How could I do that? <laughs> acts of service I love when people like load the dishwasher or make me a nice dinner or open my door or you know just take the load off me I'm a mom I have three kids so acts of service so Okay, so let's talk about those, the importance of those in a relationship. Let's talk languages here.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay, this is one of my favorite subjects and I'll just and I will just I guess frame this part of the discussion by saying that over the years what has actually happened in my coaching practice is this. So I started off as a as a humble counselor and then counseling men through their divorce and separation. And this is relevant, this part of the story. And so what would happen is that as I was coaching them through and and helping them to become better quality human beings and better quality men, their their ex-wives or their ex-partners would, would, would then communicate with them and say, you know what, this is now, now you're the man that I wanted to be with. This is the man that I wanted when we were together. And then we found that quite a few of these Women were then saying to them, "Let's start to re-establish our relationship again." And so, what happened over time is my practice started to evolve into not just coaching men, but also relationship coaching too. As these couples started to find their way back to each other, and so, and so as a result of the men doing the work right, and so, um, I've been doing relationship coaching now for about ten years, as well as men's coaching so i can speak into this particular subject very deeply from my own personal experience but also professional experience too and love languages are so important they are at the basis of the success or failure of a relationship and i'll explain to you why so we grow up with we, we grow up as, as children we we need all the love languages right so we want physical touch because we need affection we want our parents to spend time with us we love receiving gifts right we love people doing things for us and we love being told how wonderful we are mm-hmm. i have a 4 year old daughter and if we miss out any one of those love languages there's trouble <laughs> so so and as we grow older we start to we start to prefer one or two of them over the other over the others and that will depend upon our experience as a human being and what we feel that we have been lacking in our experience of life Mm -hmm. and so this is where you usually find that people who grow up as, as as when they become adults and their parents haven't spent enough time with them as children they will grow up into their teenage years and early adulthood Craving for their partner to spend time with them because that's what they were missing in childhood. And then, and the other part of it as well is that people that, you know, children that haven't experienced physical touch and affection, that that will be their primary love language. And so what we end up doing is when we love someone, when we get into a relationship when we love someone, we show them love, the gesture of love, um, and we show them in a way that we recognize as a gesture of love, and so somebody that grows up, for instance, and then if, you know somebody that grows up not having had much time spent with them, um, and then you've got another person who may not have grown up with their parents being very affectionate, and you know hugging and kissing and just spending time with them like that, um, then you'll find that these two people get together, and they will show their partner expressions and gestures of love in their own love language. Where in fact their partner needs expressions of love in some other love language. And so what will happen is that over time, over time we develop these beliefs in our relationship. My partner doesn't love me because he never does anything for me or never spends time with me or she never, you know, she never shows affection or whatever other love language it might be. And so over time we develop these beliefs that our partner doesn't love us and care for us, and then there are resentments and all sorts of things follow as a result of that. Intimacy suffers, communication suffers, and then by the time that a couple comes to me, they haven't had they haven't had sex for months, they haven't communicated very well at all, they don't know each other, and there's resentment that has built up over time. And when you start to break all of this down, you start to realise that they actually do love each other and they actually do respect each other, but the problem has been that they've never taken the time... To understand what their partner's love language is, they've never actually taken the time to realize that maybe my partner's love language is different to mine. Maybe he or she, you know, finds, you know, is, is loved in a different way than I am, and mm-hmm. accepts gestures of love in a different way. And so when they begin to discover this and they begin to discover their own love language, um, and a way to communicate their needs around that, and their partner's love language, the relationship transforms almost immediately.
0: Wow. What do you think the number one um, disconnect with men and women is, and why it's hard for them to understand that? Because for me, it's, it's something that comes very natural, but I see there's women that don't know their own love language you know what i'm saying like what do you think the number one disconnect is is just that they're not aware of it
1: yeah they're just not aware of it i think everybody has the best of intentions in relationships and we and we don't get into relationships with the intention of you know breaking up or causing our partner pain in any way i don't think people actually get into relationships to do that but over time um yeah, there's a lack of awareness around this, Virginia, and there's also a lack of awareness around understanding what our own love language is, Mm -hmm. right? So if we don't understand what our own love language is, how can we possibly communicate that to another person? And so I'll tell you a story about a couple that came to me not long ago now, and so what was happening is that they weren't they weren't intimate anymore previous to that they'd been intimate reasonably regularly regularly and they hadn't been for about 12 months or so and so they came to me and what started to unravel in the first few sessions is from her perspective it was like well it's not that i don't enjoy being intimate with him but the problem is is that is that i actually just don't feel like he pays me enough attention right this was her initial words and then his initial words around this was it's not that i don't enjoy being intimate with her it's that she doesn't seem to appreciate me
0: she doesn't appreciate
1: everything that i do right and and so then because of this i don't feel and this is coming from both of them i don't feel like i actually just want to be intimate with him slash her because i don't feel like i'm appreciated and i don't feel you know i don't feel like um, I don't feel like he really wants to spend time with me, right? And this was coming from both of them. And so what was happening was that his love language obviously was words of affirmation and she was showing him love by spending time with him. He was showing her love by, by um, you know, words of affirmation
0: his and language not hers correct. exactly correct they
1: were showing each other love in their own love languages rather than their partner's love language and it just wasn't landing virginia it just wasn't landing so both of them were saying oh, but i do i tell her how much i love her i spend plenty of time with him i don't get it right and then when we started to unravel this it didn't take long when we started to unravel this it was like here's what's happening guys Now, switch this and reverse it and show each other love in each other's love language instead of your own. And let's see how your experience of each other is then. And of course, very, very quickly, their whole relationship transformed. They felt more connected. They felt more loved. And everything was fixed.
0: Wow. And you know, it's funny. I was going to my next question, which you didn't even know was going to have you give us some examples and you just totally gave us the best example ever that when things are not connecting the electricity is not there you feel like something's off and it's almost like a you feel like your equilibrium's off or something and you can't figure out but I'm doing this I'm doing this I don't understand you have to stop take a step back and try to communicate with your partner and identify what's really going on here. And a lot of people don't even know that this love language thing exists and then there lies the problem. And I think it is very important for you to ask your partner or the person that you're dating or, or your spouse, what their language is and then try to figure out what does that mean? Okay. If I say acts of service, people would be like, what do you mean? Do I have to rub your feet or something? No. Loading the dishwasher is an act of service cooking a meal yep. is an act of service wouldn't you agree with that yep do you want to give Absolutely. us I mean, some I mean, other I examples definitely. maybe yeah look
1: I, I definitely would like to expand on that I think that we miss a lot when we talk about acts of service I always define an act of service as something that eases the load of your partner's life right Aww. so we just go through them if we just go through them one by one. So if we look at acts of service and somebody says to me, "What, well, what, well, what's an act of service? And I say to them, anything that eases your partner's life and makes it easy for him or her is an act of service and will be appreciated as an act of service, right? Words of affirmation. Anything that says, you're amazing, you're awesome, I appreciate you and thank you are words of affirmation.
0: I love you. I love you is a word of affirmation. I love you. Mm -hmm. It
1: it really is. It really is. And if we want to go even further and take a step step further than that, I love you because I appreciate you because thank you for this. Like when we start to get really specific and we get right down into the specifics of this and we get really laser focused and we're appreciating our partner for something very specific that they've done, what is the most beautiful interaction is if one partner's love language is acts of service and the other ones is words of affirmation. It's like, and let's just say he does an act of service to ease her load. And she says, thank you so much. I appreciate the fact that you did that thing for me. It's made a big difference, mm-hmm. right? And the con- the depth of connection in that is beautiful, and profound with Virginia. And so what's going to happen then is that he's going to be more motivated to do more acts of service because he wants to hear more words of affirmation.
0: Ah, <laughs> and so, there you go. And then it just keeps right. on going like a conveyor belt, doesn't it?
1: Correct, correct, correct. And you continue to fill each other's cup day after day after day. And you never feel unloved, unappreciated, unaccepted, or less than In any part of your relationship again and what happens then is you will step into this a lot more deeply and you'll just do more for your partner in their love language and you'll probably do a little bit of other things as well because we have secondary love languages as well Um, you know so there's the primary one and the secondary one so somebody's primary love language could be words of affirmation and the secondary one could be physical touch so so if, if your partner's you know, primary love language is words of affirmation. It's like, you're awesome. And this is why. And now let's go and have sex.
0: (laughs) And there you go. Because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I'm more than one. I might be all five. Mm -hmm. And that sounds pretty demanding. I mean, I am a queen and all, but I don't want to be a diva. But is it possible to have just speak all five? You need Mm -hmm. all five.
1: I, I've, I haven't experienced everybody scoring equally over all five before um i've i've it's it's usually a clear distinction between the top two and okay. the other three okay there's usually a clear, there's usually a clear distinction and and you know you can just go on to fivelovelanguages.com um and and it'll you know, www.5lovelanguages.com with the number 5 and you can actually do the love language test on there um, yourself and with your partner as well and you can discover each other's love languages and you will find, in my experience over the last 10 years, I've always found that there is a clear winner and the clear winner is the one that we feel like we're lacking the most in our relationship and another point to these love languages is that over time, they can change so I usually say to people in relationships, do the love language test every 12 months or so.
0: Because
1: what will happen is you do the love language test and there'll be a clear winner. There'll be a clear one that says, this is my primary love language. And then there'll be a runner up and the other three will have varying scores um, after that. But what usually happens is that, let's just say, you know, a couple did the love language test and the words of affirmation for one partner was the primary and acts of service was the secondary one. Then what happens is I say, okay, well, these are my love languages. And then over the next few months, we make an effort, a conscious effort to show our partner love language, uh, love in their love language. And then they feel that cup is then full. Then they do the uh, test again and something else comes out. Maybe it's going to be quality time because we've got all the words of affirmations our, our words of affirmation cup is full now right mm-hmm. and so I've, I've heard everything wonderful that i need to hear about myself now i want to spend more time with you and most of the time we are actually it's a very unconscious thing that happens the, 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 the shift in these love languages happens very unconsciously and usually starts to favor The one where we feel is lacking the most, and that can change over time because we evolve as human beings and our relationship evolves as well.
0: I love that. And I know also, I can't speak from a man's perspective, but as a woman, um, I heard once uh, from an elder and uh, elder lady that she shared with me that women change approximately seven times over the course of their life, being if they live a you know a longer life, prolonged life. And I believe that to be true. I mean, we, our core can be the same, but we change in what we need in our hearts. And maybe in our our 30s, it's physical touch, but you're absolutely right. Maybe in our 40s, it's quality time. Maybe in our 50s, it's acts of service. So you're absolutely right on that. And I do have that quiz that you just... um, talked about and I am going to put it up after the show so anybody who is listening to this interview um, you can go to the website that Michael said or you can go to La Dolce Vita podcast with Virginia Rose on Facebook and I will have it there and you can just click the link so that you and your partner or even if you're single can find out what your love language is and we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to be back in just a few moments so stay put. is another beautiful day to make a difference. The Dolce Vita podcast was started to do just that. But we need your help. Through the help of sponsors and donors, we can keep these uplifting episodes coming. We can continue our reach around the world and let our voices be heard. Please help me continue the Artist Supporting Artist movement, touching lives across the world, by finding La Dolce Vita Podcast with Virginia Rose on Anchor.fm and becoming a sponsor today. Thank you. Keep listening. Keep supporting. We appreciate you. Together, we can rise up. Hello and welcome back. I am here talking love languages with the fabulous Michael Loria. So excited to have you here again, Michael. Thank you so much.
1: It's been an amazing discussion, Virginia. Thank you.
0: I'm really enjoying it. And I, I just want you to touch anything else that you want to talk about with love languages to really help people to understand how they can connect better with their partner. And then I want to start talking about your book. So wrap that conversation up and then let's talk about forging Excalibur.
1: Sounds great. So look, the the final thing I'd like to say about love languages is that it it really is going to be the glue that holds your relationship together. When you discover your own love language and your partner's love language, love languages, you will actually, and, and then you make a concerted conscious effort to express love in your partner's love language without judgment and without expectation, you will find that your relationships improve tenfold. And one of the other things that you can remember as well, or, or maybe I can just explain, is that love languages don't necessarily and are not necessarily confined to an intimate relationship. So we can, you know, there, there is, we can even talk about colleagues at work for instance in our job in our workplace Um, we can talk about siblings and we can talk about children when we start to be very very aware of of what somebody accepts and can take on as an expression of gratitude or love and appreciation and we can show them that gratitude love and appreciation in however they can receive it we find that relationships on many many levels improve very very quickly because there's a deeper sense of connection more rapport and the ability to be able to relate to each other on deeper levels
0: wow so it's really important to be mindful of all the people that you care about in your life and understanding what their languages are even if it's a parent or a child um, maybe your child likes to have a story read to them at night but your other child wants their back rubbed and twinkle twinkle little star until they fall asleep right so you got to kind of figure that out I think that's beautiful. And I love that you touched on that because oftentimes we can't figure out what the disconnect is with this certain family member or this certain friend. Like I go to all her birthday parties, I go to all her events and I feel like she doesn't appreciate me when, you know, really she just wants you to like give her a hug and tell her how beautiful she looked in that new dress that she bought. So it really expands into friendships too, right?
1: Absolutely it does. Absolutely. Into every... Relationship or friendship that you have in your life, you can apply these principles because we're all human beings and we all want to be appreciated and loved in a way that we recognise appreciation and love. I'll give you a couple of examples. So, just in my life, um, I know that with my with my father, he's um, seventy six, and he. He can't. He couldn't care less about words of affirmation. He doesn't need anything done for him because he can do his own thing. He doesn't care about gifts. Um, you know, I'll give him a hug when I see him or whatever it might be. But, and, but, but even that, not really water we'll off a duck's back for him. But if I spend time with him and we all spend time as a family, that fills his cup, right? Uh-huh. And so, and so, that's him. And then there's my my wife. My wife. Um, absolutely loves when we just spend time together so these two are very easy if I spend time with them, quality time with them, they will feel loved by me, right? And then I have an older son and an an older daughter and a younger daughter as well and they all have different love languages so as long as I show them love in their love language then love appreciation, respect gratitude, etc, etc then those those relationships are always very connected and always very positive.
0: And I believe that whenever you identify your love language and others around you, your life starts to get a little brighter and it's it's more positive. It's more beautiful. Uh, I know some people are like, "Gosh, he's just so positive all the time." Like I call myself the bouncy ball, but you know what? I love to love. I love to understand other people's languages. I love to share what my languages are and I love to connect with people in their spirits. And I think that's what makes me a good artist and a photographer. And that's why I was so glad when I followed you and I saw your content because you're so passionate about it when you talk about it. And I think uh, love language, it can truly change someone's life, their personal life, their sex life, their, their life with their friends, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It changes your whole experience of relationships and your whole experience of life as well. It really does. And you're right, it does bring more um, love and positivity into every interaction. I have, this, I have this thing that I like to do and that I teach people as well is that when we have an interaction with somebody else, we always want to leave them with a feeling of increase. And when I say that, we want to leave them with a feeling that that they they feel better throughout the interaction they've had with us than prior to when they came into the interaction with us. And so if we can do that in each and every moment, then I think that's um, a a wonderful life of contribution to other human beings.
0: It's so ironic that you said that because for me how I live I try to live daily I mean we all have our our shortcomings everybody has a bad day but something for Mm -hmm. me and uh, anybody that knows Mm -hmm. me that listens to this podcast knows that this is true about me I try to always leave people better than I found them even if it's just a little bit even if it's just Mm -hmm. a smile or have a good day or Mm -hmm. a hug or I appreciate you or even a gift that costs a dollar or five dollars or anything just to do something and and you know what it brings me Mm -hmm. joy it really, it yeah. makes my day better to do that for yeah, someone. I, that. I love that, yeah. I love that you said that. Awesome. Well, can we start talking about this fantastic book called Forging Excalibur? This is a really, really important book. Uh, and I want you to, to talk about you know your, your writing process and, and the content of this book.
1: So I wrote this book Two years ago now, and um, and the reason I wrote the book is because I've been I've been working for men, as you know, um, for many many years prior, and what I'd found was that men find it very very difficult to step up and sort of say I'm struggling and I need some help, and so and there's a lot of societal stuff around that as to why they do, why they don't and they don't step forward and say I need help. There's a lot of stuff around. You know if you share your feelings that's weakness and etc etc right so i won't go into too much of that but what i what i discovered was that men needed a bridge between where they were and where they needed to be and so what they actually needed was something very powerful and just very cool to be able to connect with so that they could step into that really deep work um, without feeling like they were doing something that they might be judged for in a in a negative way, and so I created. I knew I wanted to. I didn't actually just. I didn't. It didn't just. I didn't just come out with the name straight away. Forging Excalibur. I sat with it and I thought about how can I create something really cool and powerful and masculine that everybody recognises, that pe- that men can just connect with. And so I sat with it for a little while and I thought. I always and it was always going to be something. Medieval and something to do with fire and swords and all sorts of things and knights and all that sort of stuff because as I was a, when I was a boy, I, I grew up playing knights and watching knights and watching these you know magnificent battles and these noble knights that would go out there and they would and they would um, you know serve their kingdoms and their kings right and and there was something about a knight being knighted that somehow he'd gone through all of this stuff and he'd become this version of himself that was just that little bit better than who he'd been before. And I was always intrigued by it and I was always enthralled and in awe of this process of knighthood and what it took to become a knight. And so then the next step was, well, okay, well, that's cool, but I can't just do something like that. It's got got to have some sort of symbolism to it as well. And so I'd always loved Excalibur king arthur's sword mm-hmm. the knights of the round table um, camelot all that all that all the arthurian legends and i thought i wonder if i could do something around excalibur and around men and masculinity and i sat with it and one night 2 a.m in the morning it just came to me forging excalibur and and i thought that was it wow forging excalibur
0: and you're creating and, uh, knights you're creating knights i saw that on your page and you really are creating knights and i love that
1: Creating knights for men, that's the, thats the, I guess, the, the little catch cry there. And it goes deeper than that. So we all know that, you know, knights and the, and the medieval era, it was all a little bit barbaric. And there was raping and pillaging and all sorts of things. So I want to be clear about something. What I've done is I've extracted all the nobility and all of the standards and all of the honour and the courage and the loyalty and the chivalrous attributes and virtues of these knights out and left all the other stuff behind because because I, I've copped a little bit of flack around this over the years and what are you trying to do, bring back raping and
0: pillaging? Well, of course oh, no, not. of course not. Of course not. Um, there, were, there
1: were really, you know, there were virtuous attributes that these men who were on their journey to become knights had to embody and it wasn't just all about going into battle. And learning how to use a sword, it was about service to the community, and it was about things like, you know, integrity and and strength, inner strength, courage, um, compassion, purpose, responsibility. This attitude of self-actualization, always trying to be at their best all the time and so when you start to bring that into modern society and you're creating knights for men it's really about helping men to embody these what I call the seven standards of men which I write about in the book which if all men embodied these attributes these standards then we'd have you know we would create a much better society
0: yes and one more I would add is protecting their maidens
1: Yes, you, you're, you're an anomaly when it comes to that, Virginia, because there's a lot of women out there who say, I don't need protection, I don't need this and I don't need that. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because I think I think underneath, underneath when the proverbial really hits the fan, I think that women want to know that the man that they're with can, can wield his Excalibur and protect her from whatever dangers there are
0: at least have the offer i i believe that women are very powerful creatures and that they can be single and stand on their own but um i know that masculine energy and feminine energy is two separate energies and i know that men are hunters and women are in our dna are more maternal and it's almost nature or the way of things as we were created or my opinion and belief is that that is the way that we are created and for me uh, maybe i'm more of a feminine energy uh, obviously, I'm a woman. It, it's it's a protection. It's it's that they would protect you. It's that they would keep you safe. It's not that I can't travel the world by myself or that I can't go and do things if I'd like to and, and you know, go out into the world. But it's nice to have somebody that watches over you or cares for you and that that person is there. It, that if the house gets broken into, they're going to go check and see, check it out. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, one of those great. things. And that's kind of how I feel. It's not that women can't or that I'm taking that away from them you understand but it's nice um, to feel that type of protection or that that person would want to protect you and to touch on something that I, I I love the platform and the way that you created it I actually named my son Tristan because the name Tristan means strong brave knight and he yes. is the youngest uh, he has two older sisters but I wanted him to grow up and to protect his sisters and he does that very thing so
1: oh that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah. that's so funny that you say that because I wanted to name um, my eldest not well, my son Tristan but um, back in the day my my wife at the time didn't didn't agree with that name so so he ended up with a different name but but Tristan was the one that I had chosen initially so isn't that funny it's a very cool cool name there's a lot of depth and meaning
0: to it well we we learn so many things and this is why I, i love doing the podcast because we're getting good information out we're supporting each other we're bringing positivity but i get to learn about the person that i found so interesting on social media or that i met at a gathering and so i'm i'm hearing your voice and so many similarities i've always uh loved nights i i I love movies from the 1600s i did the recreation of the marie antoinette and i just totally love things like that so i think that's super neat and also uh my heritage is italian and i just wanted to touch on you are australian but also italian and i think we are very passionate creatures in our DNA. Italians are very passionate about art and music and wine, but we're also very passionate about love. So I love how passionate you are. Not that Australians are not, but um, Italians, we are known for passion, are we not? (laughs)
1: I have, I have no Australian blood in me. I was born here. Um, I was born in Australia, and I've lived in Australia all of my life, but I have no Australian blood in me. My blood is Italian. And so... So there you so go.
0: <laughs>
1: and so there's definitely passion in everything i do
0: i love it and i can tell i can tell from your book from your um you have a, a wonderful podcast tv show um that people can tune in even after this podcast and i'm going to post all the links so they can continue to follow you and learn about you and learn about your program and you know we're getting towards the end of the show but I do want to talk to you a little bit about your coaching program and how do you do you do virtual do you coach virtually because I'm sure there's going to be a man that's going to listen to this episode and say you know what this guy there's something to him I, I will I need to contact him so talk a little bit about your coaching program and who your ideal client if you're taking new clients.
1: I am taking new clients. I'm always taking new clients. So, um, my idea, my, the people that normally work with me, the typ- typically work with me, is a man between the ages of about 25 to 30 to about 55 to 60. So, quite a quite a large age range there, and they're generally in a relationship and or have children as well, and they have they're, they're feeling some kind of dissatisfaction in life, whether it be in their relationship, whether it be who they've become as as an individual. Um, Maybe they want to do something more in the world and they just don't know what it is. Um, And so there's a number of ways that men can work with me. I have um, three programs and they start with um, something called the Knight's Code. And the Knight's Code really helps men to unlock and crack the code of their relationships, health, wealth, mindset and life. That's a That's an eight-week self-paced program, which is available on my website, forgingexcalibur.com. Then the next step is the Hero's Journey, which is a partly live-delivered and partly self-paced 12-week program, which really helps men to to get very clear on those core values I talked about before and their well-defined purpose and to begin to create a positive self-image about themselves that they can carry through into life um, and design and create their own life as well. And then we've got the Crucible which is a five day live event which will really test men mentally, physically emotionally and spiritually to be at their very best. Um, we'll be doing them when we can do live events, live events again um, after all this stuff is finished. Plus there's the 90 day it's called the round table which is the night which is a 90 day business mastermind so a lot of men who go through the hero's journey decide that they that, that their purpose aligns with starting a business to make some impact in the world and so i've created the round table mastermind which is a group of six men in every group and we support each other and encourage each other towards creating our thing our unique offering to the world that we want to bring to the world and create um, contribution and really be of service to the world so there's all of that which I call the trinity experience, the 4G scale of a trinity experience Um, plus then there's one on one coaching with me as well
0: Wow, you have a wonderful layout for your program. And I want to encourage any gentlemen that are listening to this episode do not be afraid to reach out. ForgingExcalibur.com If you have been broken hearted or you, you know, you looking to get into a new relationship or repair a relationship or you just want to do the healing work, the self work, there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Please sign up for the program. Connect with Michael Loria. He's wonderful. As you've heard, learn your love languages. It's so, so important. And I want to just encourage men to connect. This is something that's for you it's not for the ladies it's for the guys so guys step up take the course and do that healing work and you're gonna thank yourself for it very much i assure you so michael give us some inspiring words about love before we close this show out i have just a few more questions but i always love to if you have a favorite quote or some inspiring words that you would like to tell the listeners
1: about love that's 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 a different one that I don't usually speak into but um but I would say I would say around love that the best I guess the best wisdom that I can offer and it might sound a little bit cliche but that's okay all, all roads all roads lead to us and so and so if we somehow feel less than or unworthy or we don't believe we have the potential to achieve our dreams in life or we don't have the belief in ourselves that we have that, that we can do what we wish with our lives then what that really means is that we don't have that love for ourselves that we need to um, and when we can develop that we can bring something to the world when we have that burning desire then we have that burning desire to bring something to the world um, and to really make some change then and only then do we have the capacity to love somebody else at the level at which they deserve to be loved
0: that was beautiful that was perfect i love i love how you i love how you said that love 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 this is a great show <laughs> and again this is the first episode of season 2 we just past Valentine's Day and I feel like February is a month for love so I think this is a super neat show and I really want people to get out and to buy your book so where they can buy your book on the Forging Excalibur website.
1: ForgingExcalibur.com or even on Amazon. It's all on Amazon as well. On
0: Amazon. Okay, so I will make sure to get the link up for Amazon. And do you sell signed copies or are they just unsigned copies?
1: Um, If if somebody purchases a paperback copy on my website, then I can sign it. But through Amazon, Mm -hmm. it's all done and shipped external to me, so I can't sign them. But if they purchase on my website, ForgingExcalibur.com, then I can certainly sign the copies for them
0: wonderful because I have a book too and I get that question all the time so I just wanted to make sure that I had my information correct well Michael I want to say thank you again I know you are a very busy man and you had a very busy day but I want to thank you so much for coming on to the La Dolce Vita podcast La Dolce Vita for any listeners that don't know is the sweet life and this show is to support the sweet life and to put positivity back in the world and michael that is exactly what you've done today on this episode so i want to thank you again for being my special guest and for being here any closing words
1: oh thank you virginia and i just want to thank you for your time and and for a really engaging conversation so that was amazing
0: thank you oh you're most welcome please stay with us and we're going to be right back after this break with our upcoming guest. I'm back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose. I want to thank you so much for listening to this very powerful episode about love languages. We had international men's coach, author, podcaster, motivational speaker, Mr. Michael Loria on our episode today. And I challenge you to go to forgingexcalibur.com. Check him out uh check out his program he has his nights program and also check out his book Forging Excalibur when say special thank you again uh, for him taking the time to be here, even with the time difference being in um, Australia. So thank you again so much for tuning into this episode. I am very excited to announce my next upcoming guest coming up this week is going to be the lovely and powerful entrepreneur, amazing woman, Allie Covington of The Bod Company. So you guys are going to have to come back tune in and check into her episode. So thank you so much. Remember this season is all about rising up and using your voice. So please continue to rise up, rise across the nations, never be afraid to try something new and to follow your heart. So thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful day.